Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Amir, with my co-host, Jordan Lopez. On today's episode, to go over some breaking news that the Denver Broncos have made over the last 24 hours. They have parted ways with uh, former defensive starters, Isang Bassey, slot cornerback, and outside linebacker Randy Gregory. Some big moves that the Broncos are making, uh, little statement moves for the defensive side of the ball, obviously, um, the defense has not performed any expectations that the Broncos um, hope for this season. And unfortunately, they Bron- uh, the team is one in three because of uh, the defensive woes. But two moves made over the last 24 hours. Lots to go over. Even some Jerry Judy stuff that I know, Jordan, you'll have a strong opinion about. Um, before we go and jump in today's episode, Jordan, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing good. I had a good day at class, good day today, good weather in Miami. Uh, I know we've had a lot of uh, rumors on uh, on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, yeah, surprising news while I was in class, actually, with, with Randy Gregory and then yesterday with uh, Isang Basie. Yeah, I mean, let's just go ahead and talk about the Randy Gregory stuff. I mean, Randy Gregory parting ways with the Denver Broncos. Um, obviously, signed that five-year, $70 million contract. We talked a lot about it on the pod with uh, Patrick Coyote yesterday. Shout out to him. That was a great episode. I'm glad the listeners liked that one. Um, and then, obviously, uh, me, you, and J-Mac in our uh, post-game episode after the Bears win. I mean, he has just been very, very lackluster. We talked a lot about it. Um, I had him in my stock down in my stock report. He's just been super underwhelming this season. He flashed during the first few games he played last year, but with injuries, with his lackluster performance this year, and then getting beat out by Nick Benito, and then whenever he was playing, he was just getting manhandled by Darnell Wright, their rookie first round tackle. I think it was. Uh, I think we all agreed it was time for Randy Gregory to go. And um, George Payton finally admitted to a, his uh, very, 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 very poor free agency um, addition, you know, giving him all that money despite having many issues with um, off the field stuff and then injuries. And then obviously just like the biggest thing with them is availability. And if you're not going to be available, at least when you're on the field, you have to play at uh, a Pro Bowl level. And he was playing like he wasn't even able to, you know, be a second or third stringer. So his run defense is just like really, really bad this year. It's costing the Broncos, um, you know, those three games. So um, how are you feeling after the Broncos parted ways with uh, Randy Gregory this morning? I mean, I was not expecting I think no one was expecting it. But we kind of knew that the writing was on the wall a bit. We thought it would happen more towards the trade deadline, seeing if anybody's going to give up maybe a fifth or a sixth. At this point, it looked like nobody wants to give up anything for him at this point because I think if they someone truly wanted him, we, we would have at least gotten a seventh. But uh, straight out released him. Uh, we talked about it last time with uh, Pat. He, his role wasn't really clear yet uh, on this defense. or I mean, it wasn't clear for four games straight at this point. He wasn't playing good. There was just a lot of question marks surrounding Randy Gregory and what's, you know, the future with him. What gets me is now, like, after he gets released by the Broncos, all he have all these insiders and basically, like, the mainstream media saying all the star-studded pass rushers back on the market. When he – I don't know if anybody has seen Broncos games this year, but Randy Gregory has not been good. You, you wouldn't even tell if he's on the field at one point when watching the game. So it, it's just funny how – when certain people leave Denver, it's like, oh, now stuff. Like it happened with Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb, when he got traded to Miami, yeah. was one of the best pass rushers, and then he still hasn't done anything in Miami yet. And then now they're treating Randy Gregory like if he's had like a great tenure at Denver. But 
it was shocking to see that we just straight out released them and didn't trade them. Uh, that kind of just shows you the market from and how much people actually thought how he played this year. Um, but now Randy can go to whatever team of his choosing. And I would not be surprised if he goes back to the Cowboys or if he picks an AFC West team at this point. Yeah. And like to your point, there's a lot of people, especially Broncos fans, they're immediately, you know, um, I posted that news on my Instagram and everybody's like, why? Why do they let go of uh, Randy Gregory? He's barely he's not been here super long. Um, obviously, a lot of people thought he deserved more opportunity. If you were actually watching these games like he's not been he's not been great. And I think if you you actually dive into the film and not even just the film, like I said, if you're just watching these games, you'll notice it's getting stuffed very easily. It's not having any type of impact when you're getting outperformed by former seventh round pick um, Jonathan Cooper by second year player Nick Benito. I mean, th that just looks really bad. And um, a lot of people also, you know, immediately jump to it. Like, um, is this a move that the Broncos are, you know, uh, they're they're signaling a rebuild or a tank or something like that. But at the end of the day, like this is just Randy Gregory being bad and being let go because of it. Uh, obviously, a lot of stuff came out between Benjamin Albright and Mike Kliss saying, did did uh did Mike Kliss was it or excuse me did Randy Gregory kind of like mutually part ways with the Broncos? That's what I think happened. Um, Benjamin Albright went out and said that he did not want to leave and that this was not not upon his request. That this is simply uh, the Broncos moving on from him and admitting they're wrong. So there's kind of a, a little uh, feud there between um, and disagreement between Mike Kliss and uh, Benjamin Albright. But I honestly think this was a mutual thing. Uh, Mike Kliss did say that he demanded his his release yesterday and the Broncos uh, ultimately felt like that was the best decision making moving forward. So it was kind of a mutual agreement as of this morning that he would part ways. That's what I think happened. Um, but Randy Gregory, I think we can all agree it was time for him to go. Obviously, uh, they're they're eating up a lot of dead cap because of it, like 16 million this year. Um, he got all of it was uh, guaranteed this money. Uh, all of his money was guaranteed this year. So they're saving 9.8 million in cap space in 2024, but they're not saving any this year. So for any Broncos fans thinking that they cut him because they're gonna sign another big free agent or something like that, that's not what's happening here. I think at the end of the day, the writing's on the wall. This move is just made because Randy Gregory is playing very very bad football. Yeah, I agree with you. I would lean more towards Ben's side and say this was more of a Sean Payton sending a message to the team type move. Randy Gregory was not playing well, as we all know, except for the mainstream media. And this was just more telling the players, like, hey, if you're not going to be playing good, no matter how much you're making, what year you're in or all that, there's going to be accountability in this room and in this organization, especially with Sean Payton as the head coach. So I would like to believe that was more towards what Ben was uh, alluding to, more of a champagne move and message to the team because this defense has not been great and moves like this can really wake up a defense and the players inside that room and inside those team meetings. So that's why at least I'm hoping for. I can see Randy Gregory also asking for his release. So I can see it somewhat towards the middle there that like Randy Gregory saying, hey, I want out, and then champagne Hey, I was already thinking about that type stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, I like to believe it's, it was more towards the uh, just sending a message to, towards the team. Yeah, Pro Football Talk also came out and said that he had demanded his release and the Broncos ultimately made it a mutual. Um, and speaking of speaking of sending uh, messages to the defense um, from the uh, the upper you know coaching staff and front office, the Denver Broncos also waived slot cornerback is saying Bassey. I think this one is undoubtedly like sending a message to the secondary. Like you guys have been very, very bad. 
he saying Bassey, I don't know. He started off very strong against Hunter Renfro in that week one game. But ever since then, it's not just him really. Like he hasn't he doesn't play like terribly. But to, to be fair, he's getting you know replaced by second year corner Jaquan McMillan. He was literally a rookie, he was a rookie undrafted free agent signing. I mean, not a good look for a saying Bassey. I think this one undoubtedly sends a message uh, message to the defense um, where if you're not playing good ball, you can easily go from being a starter to being a free agent in like the snap of a finger. Yeah, it's going to be nice to see Jaquan McMillan get some run now, especially yeah. that Bassey's waived. K1 Williams is also coming back, so they should op- they should be opening up his 21-day uh, period to come back soon. Uh, we don't know yet when that's going to happen, but K1 Williams should be back uh, relatively soon. So the Bassey being waived, it actually caught me by surprise for a little bit, but just kind of, you know, diving deeper more into, you know, the meaning behind everything, just – having guys come back and stuff like that, making room for the other guys, it, it makes sense. And obviously that's another message towards the defense. And I like that the two messages that have been sent to the team with players either being waived or cut have been on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, obviously our 2022, uh, 2020 rookie undrafted free agent rookie, he started off really strong. And like I said in other episodes, he just kind of had a steady decline. And then obviously in the preseason and interceptions in each of the three games, all Broncos fans are calling him a preseason star. Me and J-Mac felt very strongly about him not playing great in the preseason, but I did have to admit my wrongs once he played very, very solid against the Raiders and, you know, it wasn't terrible against the commanders, but ever since then, it wasn't the best. Um, I certainly think he hasn't been the worst member of that secondary, but at the point where he's getting less playing time than Moreau and uh, McMillan, he kind of had to go uh, just based off what, based off of what the, you know the packages they were using, Vance Joseph was using. Um, but what are your thoughts on just like overall letting go of him? I at first I was like, I don't know, because they have to have some kind of move up their sleeves in addition to this move. You mentioned Kwan Williams, but we're not too sure. I'm seeing Mike Kliss talking about PJ Locke is coming back, but I'm not hearing anything about Kwan Williams being like, like actually coming back this week. We heard about Baron Browning coming off the PUP, which is great news. It's very, very excited to have Baron Browning back. He, he's not expected to play against uh, the Jets this weekend, but he will uh, be expected to play against the, the Chiefs in the following week, which is huge. Um, but, it seems like maybe if you're going to make this move, maybe it should have been a Moreau. I, I will say Moreau does have valuable special teams play, so I, I can see that. But like the same Bassey, I don't think he played so bad to the point where you got like cut ties with him and not really have. I mean, there's got to be a solution here. Like is maybe Devon Key, who has nickel safety versatility. Like I'm just not like too you know excited with the depth we have there to be comfortable with making this move. If that's if that makes sense. Like I I was happy that Jaquan McMillan is getting reps above him because I've been a huge Jaquan McMillan guy this offseason. But just like moving on from him altogether, they got to have some kind of move up their sleeve. Maybe K1 is coming back as soon as this week yeah we don't know especially with k1 coming back and then mcmillan getting some reps i don't know if they have intentions or plans on moving damari mathis inside a bit just to see how he looks uh, you, you never know what they have uh cooking up because riley moss at some point is gonna have to get some type of snaps some type of playing time i mean there's no way you rave about the kid all offseason and not play him when he's healthy and he's 100 healthy now i mean the last two games he's been active and hasn't played. So at one point they're gonna have to play him. So I don't know if they have they're gonna do some shuffling between some players going inside and outside. Who, who knows? I'm hoping they have some type of solution by Sunday because 
if we do beat the Jets, which I do think we are, um, my three-game plan and window should be coming true. And uh, that means we'll be back in contention and there will be hope again. So I'm hoping by Sunday they have some type of solution towards all this. That would be interesting with Demar Mathis because we all know it's been a very, very uh, rough stretch for him to the start of the season. And he does have nickel uh, you know, experience dating back to uh, Pitt uh, in college. And so um, Jaquan B. Millen is very interesting because he was playing. He had all of his reps this offseason, a training camp, everything, OTAs at outside corner. And then in the regular season, he just kind of gets thrown in there against the Bears at nickel. And I thought he played very, very exceptionally on the outside in training camp. Um, so they just kind of throwing him in nickel. Maybe they bounce him outside. Maybe Damari Mathis plays inside and they figure something out there. I don't see that happening, but it's certainly an option. I mean, without how atrocious his secondary and defense has been altogether, I think at some point you got to re- realize that whatever you can try and just moving around guys. And it may not sound, sound like the best decision this early in the season, but I mean, you got to adjust something defensively because what's, what you've been running this the last few weeks has not been, uh, not been the best solution. And it can't get worse. Like if yeah. you make one of these moves, it can't get worse. We're already one of the worst. I think we are the worst statistic team since like 1981, which was when they started tracking like DVOA for defense. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty remarkable how, this defense has fallen apart, so it literally cannot get worse. So it's you might as well just try at this point. Maybe it ignites something within the defense. Maybe you found a solution at this point. So trust me, it would not hurt. It would not do anything to the defense, but at least get a little bit better. I mean, at least if it doesn't work out, it'll still be the same result. This will still be one of the worst defenses of all time. But at this point, you guys try to find something new at this point. So. Yeah, exactly. Broncos have been thir- virtually like 32nd in about just about every category defensively. So, I mean, something's got to give. Talked a lot about it in our last episode of Patrick Coyote. Um, those guys got to start gelling sooner rather than later or else it's going to be a dumpster fire the rest of the year. Um, but hopefully with these moves, l- letting go Randy Gregory, St. Bassey, kind of wake some people up on this on this defense, man, because um, we need it. This I-, I would love to see Jaquan McMillan ball out, really prove himself. Um, I've called I've called him a starter on this show in previous episodes, so I'm hoping he could prove that. I know it's really early in the season. I would have liked to see him, you know, get his opportunity later in the season with more, you know, being able to play special teams and not being forced in this quickly. And then you mentioned Riley Moss. I mean, might as well see what we can get out of him. Um, I don't I don't want to throw him in the fire like right away. Just kind of ease and ease and he's ease him in. Like the last few weeks, he's been playing all special teams. He played I I think every special team snap against the Bears. Um, so I would like to see him get some looks in the secondary. Obviously, McMillan and Moreau will be options. Um, you know, before he uh before him, but. I mean, you got to ease him in at some point. And I think Riley Moss, is, his athleticism, his zone defense is a big thing. He's a very, very good zone corner. You talk about that dating back to his uh, Iowa days. I know you've raved about him personally, Jordan. So um, Riley Moss, I think he could come on for the Broncos, get a, get a good look at him with the, this move of the same Bassey. Maybe that's the move I was, I was talking about, kind of letting go Bassey, not really um, having an option uh, prior, you know, because of this. Maybe Riley Moss is the option here, so I could be wrong about that. Um, so moving on, Jerry Judy, we're getting some news from uh, from Jordo, uh, good old Jordan Schultz, as uh, Pat Maffey likes uh, likes to call him. Um, he reported. <laughs> He reported uh, yesterday um, on Twitter, 
uh, on like a, a video a clip that he released that the Carolina Panthers, the 0-4 Panthers, are look, currently in the trade market for a wide receiver one caliber player. And immediately, I'm not going to lie, Jordan, the first person I thought was Jerry Judy. Like I, I, It's not because I'm a Broncos fan. It's not because of anything else. The very first player I thought was Jerry Judy. All the comments, everybody, all, like everybody in the media immediately started bringing up either Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins or Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy as potential possibilities and candidates for him. Um, while I did think of Jerry Judy, it wasn't because of Evero. I know it's a lot of people, um, specific, specifically in the Broncos media, were like, yeah, they have a DC and they have a, you know, a defensive consultant, Dom Capers, that um, is con- connected to the Broncos. They know Judy. Like, okay, they're defensive, defensive coaches. Like, just because it's that familiarity, I don't think they're going to pry him over because of just that. Um, but I don't know. A lot of people were talking about, you know, Bryce Young, Alabama, Jerry Judy, Alabama. They didn't play together at Alabama. I mean, they literally weren't even in the building together at Alabama. I mean, Bryce Young literally committed to the Crimson Tide in like 2020 um, after Jerry Judy or a few months before Jerry Judy was even drafted to the Broncos. So I I don't understand that, um, you know, uh, idea there. But I will say if anybody I, I think Frank Wright could get something out of him. And then the reason I think of the Broncos is like they haven't been using him correctly at all. And we, you know, the, obviously those clips came out yesterday of Jerry Judy just getting stupid wide open. Um, a lot, a lot of people were kind of, you know, refuting that because you know it's Russ getting flushed out of the pocket, but blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, Jerry Judy is open a lot, and the Broncos aren't using him. But maybe the Panthers could have a plan for him if they were to trade for him. And, and if the Broncos got a good enough deal, I mean, maybe uh, they could be shipping out Jerry Judy to a team that can actually use him right for once. Yeah, I've seen all the uh, Jerry Judy uh, rumors, especially yesterday as I uh, got out of my practice with my high school kids. And, of course, as soon as I saw it, it's just, what, another year. It's been happening for, what, three years now that he's been in trade talks at this point. So not surprised that the Panthers would be interested. Um, I'm expecting a lot more other teams to be interested at this point. I know it's not only the Panthers. I, other contending teams uh, in the NFL are going to try to get a guy like Jerry Judy. At this point, the fan and writer of myself for the Broncos, obviously, I don't want to trade Judy at all. I think it'd be really dumb of the Broncos to do that, especially after hiring Sean Payne and actually a great office of mind. But if they feel that he is not valuable to this team and he's another uh, trade target, like how he's been for the last three years, I think it's time to let him go. At this point, the Denver Broncos have done nothing to help Judy and his whole tenure here. They've kind of, I mean, I think ever since since he was drafted and since that game against the Chargers, they've wanted to trade him just for no apparent reason. So if you're not going to be feeding him the ball, if you're not going to give him targets, if you're not going to build an offense around them, you can't expect a first-round pick to give you first-round production. So – might as well be time to get him out if you're the Broncos. Now, getting a third-round pick would be absolutely dumb on the Broncos' side. If you get a third-round pick and that is it, not only have you failed Judy, but now you failed the fan base by only getting a third-round pick. You could have probably gotten a lot more last year. So you better be fishing for a great pick because you know if that pick doesn't turn out well, there will be someone specifically going after the Broncos for that pick. But 
the uh, I think the time has come for Judy in Denver, and it's not Judy's fault whatsoever. It's more of the Broncos' fault and the whole organization on what they've done to their first round pick. So that's kind of my opinion on that. So do you th- you think he's going to be traded like soon? I don't think he's going to be traded. Okay. <laughs> Let me try to word this right. The I personally do not want him traded. And as a writer, media guy, whatever you want to call me, I, I do not want him traded from that standpoint as well. Now, from the Judy perspective, and everyone knows how I'm a big Jerry Judy guy, South Florida guy and all. From that perspective, I'm asking for a trade right now, and I want out. Because it's been four years of nothing here in Denver, and they've they've done nothing to do me right. So at this point, I want out. And actually, let me pose you this question, not from a the Judy perspective, from, from our perspective, media and all that. Yeah. The, let's say just three teams, hypothetically, you have the Panthers and then two other teams. Let's say those two other teams give you a conditional second and it can turn into a first based on certain aspects and certain things that have to go on during the season. Mm-hmm. And then the Panthers say, we'll give you a third round pick. And uh, who, who's the, uh, a player from the Panthers that has been rumored in that? Uh, I, I saw Brian Burns, but that makes absolutely no that, sense. They, they yeah, wouldn't get rid of no him, sense, especially for the Panthers side. But one of the other wide receivers for the Panthers, let's say, just a wide receiver swap and a third round pick. But let's say the other two teams say a conditional second that can turn into a first. What is the better offer for the Broncos? Because now remember, from the Broncos' point of view, if you are tr- trading one of your guys. This technically means that he is not valuable enough to keep on your team because if he is valuable enough, they'll keep him. So they are now saying that, for if, especially if we're listening to calls, in my opinion, that, that he's going to be on the move and he's not as valuable to them as maybe to others. So what, what would be a trade you would do for that in that scenario? It, I, I'm with you, man. I do not want to trade Jerry Judy. I literally wrote a whole article about players that should be untouchable if they go into rebuild. And number five was Jerry Judy for me. I think he is such a special player, but they just don't use him right. For God's sake, he could be a 1,200-yard receiver. He could be a Justin Jefferson. I will say it to the end of time. It's just he needs to stay healthy, and he's been he's doing exactly that right now. He battled back so quickly from that hamstring injury, and it, it's so frustrating. But I'm not going to lie. If they're going to keep doing this crap they've done the last few games, and I love Champagne, I love Russ, but you guys are not just you guys are not game planning the ball to get in his hands. And for all the fans out there, the stupid fans, stop with the, oh, if you can't catch the ball, then they're not going to throw it. Bro. One catch in I don't know how many games or one drop in like I don't know how many games. Stop, please. That's guys are not very smart. But anyways, if that if we're gonna see what we saw last week where he's just getting open all the time and still leading the team in receiving yards, by the way. Um, I don't know, man. A second would probably do it for me. Like you like you said, third is like, yeah, that's that's kind of getting robbed by the other team. But a second I think that'll do it for me. Um, it's got to be like a mid to early second, though. If you're going a late third, or if you're going with a late second round pick, that's basically a third at that point. Um, a lot of the players that in the late second, they're they're kind of like third round talent, in my opinion. I know that's kind of a um, weird thing to say, but um, that that's kind of where I would like draw the line. Is like that end of the second round is where I would say like, yeah, I'm not getting enough for Jerry Judy. Um, that's honestly all that that early second round pick is all that would do it for me. I'm not even asking for a player back in return. Um, I think they they just signed Jaquan Smith. 
So maybe this could be a, a sign that they are, you know, maybe looking to move on from a receiver. What do you think from uh, some of the fans that are saying um, that the Broncos should move on from Sutton and get off his deal and then make Jerry Judy, you know, put him in the spot that Jerry, uh, that Cortland Sutton is really in right now. I mean, it's not really realistic, but like, I mean, it's a, it's a scenario to entertain, I guess. In my opinion, that's, that's the most reasonable to do is to get off Sutton's contract and let him shine somewhere else and keep Judy. But at this point, I think this fan base has uh, seen enough. I'm trying to carefully choose my words here, but they have seen enough of Judy, and they believe one thing, and they would only like to believe one thing, despite, you know, I and I've said this all over Twitter and stuff. I mean, just the three games that he's played in, weeks two through four, I mean, I've mentioned that he's only had 17 targets in three games in that time span. And that time span at two, Michael Pittman has had 10 more targets. And T. Higgins have had six more targets, and he still has more receiving yards than both of them combined. And we've seen a lot of comparisons to T. Higgins being better than Judy at this point and all that. But it's uh, it's uh, going to be interesting these next few weeks. If a trade does happen, I'm expecting it to be happening now, if I'm being honest. I want this drama and saga all to be over with. Uh, it's been going on basically for four years at this point. So if they have an offer that they feel comfortable with, they just take it. Just You want to talk about righting your own wrongs. I think the uh, Broncos should admit that they, uh, that they screwed up, not just bad, but really bad with a promising first-round pick because everyone's clamoring from in that draft class, and the Broncos didn't make it work out. And they know that for a fact. They won't publicly come out and say that, but it is for a fact. And talking about trade scenarios, and I know this is a uh, Broncos pod, so I'm speaking from another perspective. If I am the Chargers and I'm the Chiefs, I am asking for an in-division trade, and I'm overpaying for Jerry Judy. I am. Oh, I'm trying to overpay for Jerry Judy and get him on my team. So I understand that that's probably unlikely, but we saw the Lions do it with their young tight end, TJ Hawkinson. They got a pick from him. They trained to the Vikings and they got their pick. They got Sam Laporta. So it kind of worked out for both teams. But if I'm the Chiefs and I'm the Chargers, I'm for sure overpaying for Jerry Judy and I'm getting him as my wide receiver and the Jerry Judy side of me, the, the fan side of me, would be uh, very happy because the Chiefs need a wide receiver one. I think he'd be awesome with Mahomes. That might not even frustrate fans for Denver because they already think he's already a bad player. So uh, I know that would frustrate us a bit. Um, but listen, if I'm the Chargers and Chiefs, why not give up a first? Because at this point, what, and <laughs> I don't want to hear Broncos fans now saying, oh, don't. If we're getting a first from the Chiefs and the Chargers and say, oh, no, now I don't want to do it. Well, now you're valuing him now. Now you're saying he's good. So there's a lot of just people contradicting themselves now and stuff. So I'm just saying if I'm the Chiefs and the Chargers, I I am all over that right now. And I'm overpaying if you even want to say I'll be overpaying. But I'm I'm trying to do that. Dude, if we trade him in division, I, bro, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, I don't care what. Maybe a first round pick, but like, dude, I I would 
die. I would I would die if we traded Jerry Judy to the Chiefs or the oh, Chargers. Wait, I don't or think like that. I don't think it's gonna happen. Like I don't think the in division trade is gonna happen. But if I I'm just saying hypothetically, like if I am the Chargers and I am the Chiefs, I'm for sure calling and hey, I'm I'll be willing to give you a first or whatever because I they usually in division trades you're gonna have to overpay a little bit, especially because in division trades are just a lot more less likely to happen. I know the Vikings and the Lions had that last year, but again, if I am the Chiefs and Chargers, I'm for sure looking into that. I'm again, I'm not saying it's gonna happen. It'll probably happen to one of the other teams, but I mean, if I'm Jerry Judy, I know he shares an agent with Patrick Mahomes. So I'm, <laughs> I know that connection should be uh, growing up a bit. So, um, and again, the Jerry Judy fan inside of me would want that scenario to happen because it can actually prove to this ignorant fan base twice a year how bad they've got it wrong with him, but I know that's not going to happen and he will be going out else somewhere. But yes, the Broncos side of me, the media, whatever you want to say, uh, he should not be gone. He should not be traded. And if he is traded, it, it'd be uh, one of the worst things uh, they could do. If, I, if I'm being quite honest. Yeah. We're, we're trying to warn you guys, like you guys will come back to this pod and I don't know how, however much, however many months. And if he gets, if he does get traded, which I think is, pretty likely going to happen at some point it's going to either be sometime this year or in the offseason like i don't think it, jared judy is actually going to be a bronco pass next offseason um but yeah if he gets traded in division especially andy reed i mean he sees how damn good of a runner he is oh my god matching with patrick mahomes it's game over he's averaging 150 a game like 150 receiving yards a game that that's literally a match made in heaven right there and i'm sure they would overpay for him but i mean the, the biggest thing we talked about in our last show i mean Jerry Judy on Twitter tweeting out the uh, the the peace uh, emojis saying too easy and then saying full of fakes like we don't know what that relates to but if it's relates to the Broncos he could be on a different team in like the next few weeks like that that, gen that genuinely scares me and the thought of him being on like a division or even an AFC team in general genuinely scares me and yeah it it just sucks because like you said you said it best man we failed Jerry Judy. Like, talk about a receiver that has gone through so much damn BS that no receiver receiver should have to go through. Like, it, it sucks. And honestly, if he is not going to be a Bronco, um, then yeah, that's going to be one of the hardest episodes we'll have to make because we're such big fans of Jerry Judy, and he he just doesn't deserve it, man. He you could tell he worked his ass off to make things right, and the quarterback play and play calling and just the environment, the culture has been not the best fit for him at all i feel i feel for the guy i know but all these the uh all these uh football evaluation guys on twitter have been telling me he's just he's not good he doesn't hustle he doesn't do anything right so he drops a lot of balls so if i'm saying if these people are telling me this why not we if he's this bad as everyone is telling me he is if he's this bad and he's the, if he's not this valuable as i make it to seem Trade him in the conference. Trade him in the division. If he's that bad, just do it because we'll be screwing over the other team, right? But once I say that, then they start backtracking and say, oh, no, we should trade him far. So that's where everyone bites their own words and they don't know what they're really saying. But, yeah, trade him in the same conference. Trade him to the Dolphins. Trade him to the – let's say even the Jaguars with Calvin Ridley and Trevor Lawrence and ETN. Trade him to the Bills with Josh Allen, Diggs. I mean <laughs> – I'm just saying, people uh, people will be uh, eating the words sooner or later. 
So I'm I'm not too worried about it. I don't think it's gonna happen. So I'm not uh even though I should be preparing myself for it to happen, but for some reason I have this ignorant hope of this organization, even though they have failed not only him, but they failed for the past de- decade at this point. Not decade, because it'll be 2013. But the last like seven years. So I don't know why I saw this ignorant hope and believe that they won't trade him, but I just warn people, you better hope that he's still a Bronco because if he's not, you'll just see. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm just hoping they pick things up this week um, against the Jets, which I mean is a tough ask because I mean that's a really good that's a really good defense. Hopefully, Jerry Judy comes alive. Uh, he's played. He's actually in his first two games against the Jets. He's played actually really really good. He obviously he mossed that corner uh, with his first NFL touchdown. Um, had like I think nearly 100 yards. Um, and then the next game uh, with Brett Rippin. Brett Rippin. He had nearly 100 yards. He had like 90 yards. Um, and then this game, hopefully he can uh, carry on that momentum. Um, but that is going to be it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys are listening on YouTube, make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe. Help us get to 2K subs. Um, if you guys are listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys follow. Leave a five-star rating. Turn notifications on so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. Um, with that being said, I'm your host, Amir, with my co-host, Jordan Lopez. Until the next episode, peace out, everybody.